Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey Rich, could you tell me about Car and Classic but in 90s Eurobeat? No problem. If you want to sell your car, get a slice of the action. You can choose a normal ad or an online auction. Doesn't matter what you sell, a Fiat or a Beetle. Every month your ads in front are for a million people. Ooh, car and classic, ooh, it's so fantastic. Ooh, car and classic, ooh, it's so fantastic. Smith & Sniff is sponsored by carandclassic.com. I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. This is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I wanted to talk briefly about something we were texting about or messaging about this uh, okay. week, last week. The Wells Vertige. Oh yes. Oh, um, I don't know. Is it? I, I, I don't. I don't Wells actually Wells, I can know. do. Wells got that covered. Unless, as it turns out, he's German. It's Wells, but I think it's Wells. Okay, that's covered. I'm. I'm Part so glad. I'm so glad you've brought this up because I sat there reading a brief article about it, and I still. Mm. I think I tried to pronounce it in my head four different times. Well, this. I. I saw this. Uh, I I think uh, Autocar covered it, and maybe it's been an Evo as well. So for people what don't know, this is a small British sports car. Um, of the time, there used to be loads of, and it feels like there haven't been so many recently. Truth. And then uh, along comes a chap called Robin Wells. Now, as far as I can work out, he's doing this. No, Robin, isn't it Robin Hall? There's another guy Robin called... Robin Hall's the engineer. Are they both Robins? There's Robins, yeah. It's 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 a pair of Robins. <laughs> yeah, you can rely on Robins. So, <laughs> Robin, Robin, maybe one of them has, has wear, always wears a very strident red jumper under a under a jacket, and the other one just is quite dowdy brown jumper under a brown jacket. And <laughs> one stays in a hedge. The other one goes out and fetches food. Goes and stands up on top of their factory and just shouts. <laughs> um, yeah, Robin Wells is the businessman and the money man behind it. And as far as I can gather, he sort of really, really wants to do this. And that he's not he's not in it ultimately for the money. He wanted a sports car, small, compact, mid-engined. Yeah, yeah, it is mid-engined. Yeah, nothing quite hit the spots, and so he decided to do one himself. So he hired the other Robin and Robin Hall, yep. who I think I, I he's credited as, as working on the. Um, the original BMW Mini. I think that's the. I think he's an ex Rover guy. In fact, yes. Do you remember he did that thing called the FBS Census. Now, I is that a car that was renowned for handling well but looking shit, or am I yes. am I talking out of terms here? Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a rich pantheon of handling well but looking shit. Cars. <laughs> I'm thinking of the what was that? The Gumpert Apollo. The Gumpert Apollo handled well, but it looked like shit. Do you know the Gumpert Apollo is the only real car that looks like a Lego car? Yes, going back to does, the conversation a few weeks ago. In fact, I don't know why Lego haven't done it, but you and like Lego and Gumpert need to become bedfellows instantly. Because that would yeah. work. Well, I think Gumpert, did Gumpert not go out of business and then maybe yes. just, just make one yourself at a Lego? <laughs> I just wrote this down. H-W-B-L-L-S. It's not very snappy. What? Wubbles, but handles well, but looks like shit. Oh, okay. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so the, the FBS census. Yeah, I thought, wasn't the FBS census the one that it, it did? It looked like dog plop. And <laughs> I have a feeling, uh, this is like 20-odd years ago, that there was some story where the prototype had been stolen Oh, really? But then I have a feeling that it was all a bit of a PR job. They'd just forgotten where it was. And uh, when you say the, the prototype had been stolen, what? so they they therefore they were about to show the car uh, two weeks um, later. It got stolen, so they had to hastily make another one out of notes 
mental notes because yeah. they hadn't written anything down. Yeah, and, it and they couldn't remember. They got this amazing, fluid, elegant, Pininfarina-like design, and they just couldn't remember how it went, so they made it look like shit. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I'm, I sort of welcome to Smith and Sniff, your leading source of half-remembered stories yes. from the early two thousands. Yes. Um, so anyway, the, the the thing is, Guys. one Robin hired another Robin. It seems like Robin A good at money stuff and wanted a car that he would actually want to drive robin b knows how to engineer cars so they got together and um robin s was supposed to show them yeah she was she or suspension depending on how you look at it yeah this one looks great can you show me the love no we haven't there is there is a love in not as such we've got a sports setting a normal yeah but i don't know about the gearbox do you want to see the gearbox? Show, yeah. show, show, show you the glove box? I can do that. But. <laughs> the glove. <laughs> I've actually only just realised that glove is love with the G in front of it. Oh, gosh. How stupid am I? Well, I do that. It's one of my those games that I like to play because I work at home on my own a lot. If I'm making lunch, I just you know like to change the words to songs. And one of them is sometimes just change love in a song to um, gloves well isn't that that song uh, by brian may too much glove will kill you (laughs) (laughs) and do you know what he's absolutely right (laughs) he was thinking of potassium wasn't he well no no, i think i was i think i've driven a car before in winter wearing sort of very thick ski um gloves but with no feeling in them and i've got a bit caught up in the wheel and nearly had an incident so actually, I suspect Brian May's had a similar situation. Too much glove will kill you if you're, if you're not I've got careful. that at the moment with my panda. There's a slight issue with the heater. And well, it doesn't work. Basically, yeah. And right. um, so you have to drive <laughs> for driving comfort in this weather. You have to wear a pair of big, thick ski gloves. And it rather, it, it takes away some of the finesse of driving. <laughs> uh, no, the, my favourite change love to gloves in a song lyric at the moment is um, Small Town Boy by Chonsky Beat. Because uh, it's got the lyric, <laughs> the gloves that you need will never be found at home. Which oh, I, of course. It's, it's very relatable lyric because I've been struggling to find a pair of gloves that I know I still have, but I couldn't find the fucking things. Turns out they're in the door bin of my car. But, you flute. Um, I know. Anyway, um, um, go- going back to um, Robin Gibb and his, um, his 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 vertical jangle or whatever it's called. What's it called? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, sorry. No. <laughs> so yeah, from the top, the vertical jangle. It's so there's a lot. It's of made in a place called. It just sounds. It's, it just sounds made up. It's called the Wells Vertige, made in Bishop's Itchington. And you just go, this is a Terry Pratchett book. What's going on? This is... <laughs> and then I'm, th- then I'm thinking... Assembly will be completed entirely by orcs. Do you know what? It, this has got me thinking. There's just British cottage sports car companies trying to all sound like they're in the middle of a period drama. You've got the McMurtry Spearling, which again just sounds like <laughs> a sort of an, <laughs> sounds like an, an, old, an, old, an old weapon that's designed to overcome a fort. Um, and then you've got you've got the well, you've got the Wells, the Wells Vertige or ver, ver, Vertigue. Yeah. I, it's brilliant. Vertige. 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 I have Vertig- to say, I have Vertigo. to say, I know we're we're, mock, we're mocking it. Kevlarian fl- force body doesn't it weigh like nothing? The um, well, I think it's eight fifty kilos, something like that. So yeah, I was going to say, which I mean, is amazing. We, we sound like we're joking, but I saw this last year, the year before when it was first. Uh, they were letting some people have a go, and I think Steve Cropley from Autocar drove it. And um, a, I think it looks really good. Mm. Like it looks like a little sort of old endurance racer or something from the sixties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only thing that I don't like about it is it's got it's the thing that trips up small volume sports car makers every time, pretty much. It's just got sort of generic alloys on it. Yes, they don't, quite work. They don't work. They're usually they're not really era specific. They don't work with the rest of the kind of aimed era of the car. Apparently, they're well, speedline being... wheels, but. Oh, are they? Well, that's the thing. I mean, they're probably they're perfectly good, and I bet they're light and they're strong and all the rest of it. They just don't quite work, and it's a hard one. And you realise why bigger car companies they don't just take off the shelf wheels; they design their own because then they can make them work with the design of the car. Yeah. And um, but I was so curious about this, I found a picture of the of the Vitage profile. <laughs> 
and I very hastily photoshopped on some like steel wheels, just really basic steel wheels to see what it looked like. And well, those I'm Dunlop, those Dunlop alloys, you know, the ones that they put on lightweight oh, e types. Yes, see that that. that could work on the Vertige. Heck, that would look amazing. Wouldn't it? And you can buy them. You can buy those. Can you? Yeah, you can buy them. They're made by, oh gosh, you put me on the spot now. Um, Bobbins. It'll come to me. the chemist. Yes, that's right. Superdrug sell them. Oh, yeah. They're really good. Yeah. Very, very odd business model. But this this thing, like you say, 850 keys, two litre twin cam folds engine that makes over 200 horses. Yeah. And um, zero to 60 time in about four and a half seconds. So that's quick. Um, and it'll feel really sprightly. I guess it's it'll feel Elise-like but, um, or Exige with a full roof. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. But actually, I quite like the fact it's only just over 200 horsepower because that's not loads, is it? But it's a really light car. And I sort of think my favourite Elises were always the lower powered ones. Yeah. Once you get into like a supercharged Exige, it's like they're sort of impressive, but I didn't, I didn't enjoy them as much. Well, it, they're a bit they're, sledgehammery. They're nervy. I mean, it depends mm. what you want out of a car. Sometimes you want one that you can ring it out like an up GTI. You can ring it out in lots of places, mm. and it's very confidence inspiring, um, but still driver focused. Whereas as soon as you dial in a bit, it's like the, have you ever driven one of those Caterhams? It's a proper widow maker. No. Oh, I mean, a really powerful. Sort of not interested because you just go. Oh, I feel like this is missing the point. A really sort of flary Caterham is is one of the cars which definitely makes the knuckles white. And you and I, mm. I come back from an hour's drive and I realise that I've my jaw. I've got jaw ache because I've been clenching my teeth tightly together so hard <laughs> that I've not relaxed for an hour. <laughs> you go to the dentist. They say, "Do you eat a lot of sugary food?" No, I don't. I was no. Do you drive an extremely high powered? Caterham. Oh, I do actually. Oh, yeah. no. Dentists yeah. generally recommend that you don't for long periods. Mm. Very bad for your enamel. Very good. That's why dentists always recommend things like Lexuses and um, S class Mercedes, Volvos. Yeah. Relaxing. Yeah. Nice jaw, jaw loosening cars. Anything that slack jaw motoring. It's the opposite of the krill sifter driver, isn't it? Yeah. As you've said before, you've either got the clenched mouth driver who's like, oh my gosh, I'm on the ragged edge all the time, even when I don't want to be. Mm. Uh, shouldn't have gone to work in black ice on my track day tyres guy. <laughs> and then you've got the other guy in like the krill sifter in the in the S class with uh, classical music playing really loudly in the sort of Harman Kardon setup or whatever it might be. It's almost falling asleep, frankly. But yeah. um, but it'll get him home, the old S-Class, because it always does. Sweet, sweet S-Class, sweet, lovely. So anyway, um, name aside, I uh, which confuses me, but I'm sure we'll get the hang of it. I think the Wells Vertig sounds absolutely fabulous. I'm yeah. really, really hoping that it's as good as it sounds. And, and, and initial... Price as well. Price. Yes. Price. They're saying 50 grand, aren't they? Less, I think there's between Less. forty. Well, between forty and fifty, I read, um, which could mean the fifty is just sort of the, the the highest end. I mean, I'm not saying that fifty grand or forty grand is a bargain, but you've got to look at a fairly well specced hot hatch these days. It's knocking on the door of forty grand. Oh, easily. I mean, so, Golf R is forty yeah. grand car, isn't it? And yeah, I think it's got when I tested one, it was fifty because it had a few options on it and. Let it not be understated. The latest Golf R is no good. Well, it's it's a sad-looking car, and unfortunately, um, being a Golf R, it just means you'll have nasty thieving wankers hanging around on your drive every few weeks. <laughs> yes, um, looking yes. to take it and do some do some naughty bank jobs or some robbing. So uh, uh, it's one of those yeah. cars which you sort of have a target on your head. That and an Audi yeah, yeah. S3 or, yeah. or an RS3, you might as well just give it away to a to a, to yeah. the nearest dog walker. Yeah. Um, the golf, the Volkswagen Golf Jam. Oh no! Some wasps have turned up again. Shit! I shouldn't have left it outside. What a nightmare! The, the Golf um, Jam. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I gather they're they're starting to build the the, the vertical now. But the thing is, so part of this, as far as I can work out, is that um, the 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 Robin, one of the Robins, the one who owns the company, he he built this yeah. because he wanted a car that he'd actually want to drive. And which is so, which is pleasant, yeah. So he's not sort of 
obsessed not, with making money off it. It's not the main. Well, he can't be. He's selling it for between forty and fifty k. It's a ground up new car, albeit with a proven engine. Mm. But it's still a new car, and uh, so it's kind of maybe he's a, maybe it's a charity. I was going to say it's an act. Of maybe it's a charity. It's the, it's the it's the antichrist of all the bloated two plus two and a half ton. Yeah, SUV, beetle-backed SUVs that don't even have very big boots. It, he's going no, screw you, world. Let's do this. It's fun. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just, down with it. I'm, All I'm, of the Robins. If they, I know. I mean, I, I don't. Unless, of course, it turns out they will only sell it to people called Robin. In which case, oh, that's what it is. We're screwed. I could. Well, they are. They're only going to sell about twenty-five, thirty a year. Do you know do anyone I, called Robin? Yeah, my, I've got um, an electrician who's lovely called Robin. Funny enough, he drives a hot Audi. He's probably oh. got some people hanging around his house right now. All the time, like starlings. Just they are like starlings. Just pacing about they are to, just to they're starlings with just cheese. with cuff ankle tracky bottoms. Yeah, um, um, he, he could be your front to buy one. I I, I know, know a, couple a couple of robins. Of, yeah, I know a couple of robins. Do you know any female robins? I do not. No, I I don't think I know a female robin either. No, oh, that's a shame. I mean, apart from obviously Robin, the superb Swedish pop star, but I don't personally know her she's she's brilliant i like she's her. so good i know i, I mean in the in the sort of league of sad bangers i think dancing on my own is going to be number one dancing on my own is up there it, it's never boring is it if, if listeners if you don't know what we're talking about then just go and listen to just look up how could you not know what dancing on my own is what it's brilliant brilliant <clears> song that's one of those songs where i could never get bored of it i can listen no, to it's it great. over and over it's superb anyway as far as we know the swedish pop star robin has not been involved in the construction of the wells vertigia so i think um, she should be though she should yeah. get first i think robins of of interesting repute should yes. be given first refusal on one um yeah. i've just noticed it's got a 206 liter boot and a 50 liter fuel tank which means it's good for 400 miles of average driving range again not shit no not shit and um I believe um, there's a full-size spare wheel. I know that's a real what? geeky fact, but listeners no, but of this not. podcast that's will appreciate. Brilliant. They made sure there's space for a full-size spare wheel because that was one of um, Wells's earliest requirements. A space saver will not do, he says, because th- there would be no way of bringing home a punctured full-size wheel entire. God, that's so deeply practical. This is great. Maybe it's exactly what 2023 auto world is looking for. It sort of feels absolutely spot on for these times in many ways really small really light just nothing you don't need but i mean it doesn't it doesn't i'm looking at the interior the interior isn't cack which is no. often it looks perfectly all right it's got nice seats there's, and everything there's a smattering of alan cantara on the dashboard i see the seats look like they're out of something else but not in a bad way i would assume they must be well you'd, you'd, something you'd else. want them to be think, wouldn't you i don't think they could just do like Oh, I, I, like I saw it. as well. I saw somewhere possibly it's on like a recession head, TVR, isn't it? Like a well thought well, out recession TVR. I mean, so as another case in point, I that Astra hybrid that I drove to um, the live show in the northeast, which was a perfectly nice car, surprisingly mm-hmm. nice car, but that was forty odd grand. And I don't think anyone spec, is, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't think anyone's cross-shopping between an Astra and a Wells Vertigia, but even so, it's like you, this is what forty grand gets you these days is not as much as you probably think. Cars are what pricey. a great what a great two car garage for you, Fiat Panda one hundred horse hmm. and a, and a Wells Vertigia. Um, uh, all right, yeah, you like that? Is that a good two car garage? Well, it's not. Would you go? Uh, I was going to say go electric up. Well, the electric up is useful. For towns mm. and then Tain. Tain. So I feel like a, a kind of on my sports team of cars, I feel like actually the, 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 the Vertigai would be replacing the Panda as small, lightweight, lots of fun. Not true thirsty kind of thing. Just it's, without it's, any back seats. But that's fine. Don't use them very much. So um, It's fast, but it's not a 2.2 Prelude, Richard. Well. That's all I'm is. going to say. Anyway. Uh, so I, well I, done, well. Why did we... I can't remember why I wanted to bring this up. Oh, just because I thought it sounded great. And, and we mm. did mention it on message the other day. And uh, uh, I... Yeah, I just think it sounds really fascinating. Uh, and you, uh, if anyone can tell us how to correctly pronounce the name, that would be the, the, the final... Yeah. Or if your name's Robin and you're going to order one. Yes. Please get in touch with please us. Please entitle um, your email. My name's Robin and I'm going to order a car A Wells Vertigé. Yeah. It's, the email address, should you wish, is hello 
at smithandsniff.com. For example, you might be one of these people who um, buys a T-shirt that gets airbrushed by a person in a shopping mall. Uh, it's at this point I hand you over to my colleague, Richard Porter, who, who, who mentioned this to me over Christmas, and I'm still chuckling about it because oh my God. I can resonate. I, it resonates with me. Completely Having gone to about so this. many... It's, there's it, always one at a car show. There's always someone at a car show airbrushing a shit T-shirt. Well, I haven't seen this, and I was, I was in a shopping mall in Arizona, and there's a stall where a guy was, um, was airbrushing T-shirts, but he was doing one. I couldn't work out that he was just doing it to demonstrate what he did or if it was a commission for somebody. But he was doing a T-shirt. I have to find the picture now. I covertly took a picture, which is the thing well, I You sent it to me. Like, yeah, you did send it to me because I've, I've been, it I've been howling the, um, about it ever I'll since. Put it up on the patron. But, um, because the, the T-shirt was like a... It was an in-loving memory sort of vibe. It was a funereal t-shirt. T-shirt, wasn't it? It was funereal, but it was... The, the solemnity of the T-shirt was sort of undermined by the choice of typeface and the general sort of airbrushedness <laughs> of it, I thought. I'm, I just, I'm sorry, no, because I, I love, I was fascinated by, by really talented airbrush work as a kid. Mm. Used to watch people doing it on um, cars, custom motorbike tanks and funfair rides. I just still mm. think it's a really impressive um, talent. But... When it comes to airbrushing T-shirts, very rarely have I seen one that works. Most of the time, it's just a bad interpretation of a car. And mm. it's usually an owner's club. And it's an owner's club who no one in the club has thought about typeface. No one in the club has thought about spacing, any form of graphic design. And they've just gone, oh, just just give it to that airbrush dude at the, and just get him to smother something on. And it's It's awful. It's always purple faded at the edges. Don't you think? Just, it's the, just a shit T-shirt, I'm afraid. It's just, <laughs> the spiritual home of shit British airbrushing is the travelling fair. There is a lot of that. Um, yeah, there is a lot of that. What, what people that don't really look like those people. I, I often send them to, to people. I often put them on social media. Yeah, I think you've sent me some. And I, I, I was, the last time I went to a fair like that, there was a... I always feel like around the Dodgems, there's a very poor rendering of, of an unspecified 80s or 90s Ferrari. Always. Someone it's an F50. might be Damon Hill, but you're not sure, or possibly Nigel Mansell, or maybe Michael Schumacher. It's not I've seen that. I've, I've got a photograph of a faux Schumacher. Ah. I do, because I was chuckling about it, because he... It just didn't look right. Even if you walk to the left a bit and to the right a bit, you thought maybe I've got to look at it in a slightly yeah. different way. There's, there's a really clever parallax thing going on. <laughs> you just at one angle, it suddenly you go, "Oh my god!" It's as if he's here. Yeah, that's I, right. I, you go, I quite enjoy a good bit of fairground airbrushing. I do as well. That it's been something like up. it could be a different <laughs> way. Well, you've had way too many onions and cheap meat, and you've got to go behind the gen set and just. <laughs> <laughs> make a mess <laughs> I told you about I told you about a cor- the magazine company I used to work for they used to do these annual summer fairs like corporate events and they were quite big dues this was when magazines made a lot of money mm. and often there was a fun fair there it was glorious because it was free and there was free drinks so you can imagine it was a mess great combat yeah <clears throat> I remember one of my um, one of the guys on our team um, who was the um, proofreader? He, I'm not going to name him. He got he got he got pissed really early, very quickly. I think he might have been on the shorts, like just straight after dinner. Anyway, it was a hot summer night, so it didn't get dark till about ten, and it was about seven. Now, he was wearing a white linen shirt, like pure white, the sort of guy who was building a holiday home on Grand Designs kind of shirt, mm. and he he. He disappeared after quite a short amount of time. We're like, oh, where's he? Where's so and so gone? We're like, I don't know. The fun fair looked fairly quiet. Anyway, we music started to come on, and and I walked round the back of. I actually was going for a nature wee, and I, I walked round the back of uh, the generator lorry, and he was asleep, <laughs> leaning on the generator lorry. But standing up, this was. This was standing up. <laughs> but not only that, it's a generator lorry was absolutely covered in grease. Oh, God. 
and he was in a, this pure white linen shirt. And honestly, I reckon he was stuck to the lorry, like a fly in a fly tape. <laughs> and I woke him up and sort of led him away. And it was just like someone had rolled black ink right oh. up his back. I didn't tell him at the time, I just because he was obviously a little bit in. Um, uh, he'd overcooked the units and he just needed to go and sit down and drink some water. But yeah, bless him. I don't think that shirt survived. I used to know a bloke who, who, who felt like he was forever writing off shirts, but often in ways that weren't his fault. You know, some, somebody standing next to him somewhere would just, you know, tip a carafe of red wine over a white silky shirt or something. He'd be like, was oh, it a design sake, this is Ted Baker. And uh, yeah, or, or so, like... One of his mates got a nosebleed, but they just bled all over. It's like, I think you should stop wearing white shirts, is my advice here. Because you, it's you, a my shirt right off guy. He's the same guy who once came back to his room. He, we were students. He came back to his room. He didn't know that for some reason some other people had been hanging out in his room while he wasn't there. <laughs> what? Somebody had left a pint glass. Almost completely full of lager on the end of his bed. And he came in in the dark, and of course, not expecting there to be a pint of lager on the end of his bed, he knocked it all over his bed. Oh, I'd be so go to sleep because his bed is covered in lager. He was really cross about that one. I would be furious. I'd be um, absolutely furious. I just, he was just a man for whom liquids were a sort of natural enemy. He's lost all his no claims bonus from laundry, hasn't he? His laundry yeah, no claims. Oh yeah. He yeah. can't well, you get... Could probably, you could probably air it out. It would just be the smell would be the giveaway. He can't insure a shirt down. again. He's just such a liability. Um, Bless him. I was, oh, no, I was going to say, sorry, I don't, I don't go back to, to the wells with he again, but I was going to say there's nothing like it. I realise there is. There's the Alpine A110. Yeah, and the Alpine A110 is obviously very highly regarded amongst many folks and i think it's almost an instant classic but um, what i realized is that the yeah. the the robin car is yeah. uh, a manual gearbox and no turbo so i think oh could we see gordon murray chopping in his alpine for a wells vertigo i i, I completely that's completely that is that's Murray that's Murray all over that car. Yeah. Isn't it? It looks like that it. is Murray all over. And I can imagine him he'll get some he'll get some very lightweight magnesium wheels made for it mm. or um mm. something billet. Yeah. And uh Yeah. Yeah, well, that's he just, a, and he, and he, he likes Ford engines as well, doesn't he? Um Gordon Murray. So he'd be down with the two litre folds unit, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. He speaks to his mates at Cosy. Cosa. Cosa. And um They'll warm it over, and before mm. you know it, that two hundred and eight horsepower, two hundred and sixty, and yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. what? I'm getting I'm getting a bit excited about this. Um, what I'm about hoping Gordon it will Murray come. Buying a new car? Well, yeah, always. I'm excited about Gordon, just generally. Shh, but, but um, flipping heck, have you seen that Alpha, that Alpha Junior Zagato that he's had made by Alpha Holics? Yeah, he wanted me to drive it. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to go over there and. And drive it at some point in the not-too-distant future. I know. Kez, you bastard. I know. I was just looking at pictures of it the other day. It's incredible. Because I haven't I haven't fully appreciated some of the stuff that he had them do to it. Because I, I love those, but I always think the design is just a little bit off, like it could be better. The, the, the rear wheel arches, to me, always look like, you know when somebody has a bad haircut and the barber yes. takes away too much hair around the ears? <laughs> That's what the back wheel arches on those look like. As They're standard. a bit high. Bit high, but he's fixed that because he's had he's had the ride height done, and I think bigger wheels put on it, perhaps. And also, they've got really khaki door handles, like they look like something that would open the door on a digger. I know the ones, and he's had those taken off, so it really cleans up the side. So is it? Is oh, is it handleless? So he's gone for the solenoid pop release. Or I is think he... it's handleless. I'm going to have to look now and see, or has oh. he just had a little subtle button put somewhere? I don't know. Either way, yeah, it's, it's just like totally clean door on it. Yeah, it's a cool car. It's a really um, cool car. I, I, I must, I must, I must call him at once. I think you should. But um, now, listen, guys. Look, mm. <clears throat> here's the situation. Mm-hmm. Breaking news. I was in Aldi the other week, mm-hmm. and um, 
I was in the Middle Isle. We all know what the Middle Isle of Aldi's like. Well, not if you if you're American, you might not know. But um, well, explain it. Explain mis- it miscellaneous overseas. It, yeah, it's whatever Aldi. shit they've got in, isn't it? Basically, it feels like Aldi's a German food store primarily, as is Lidl. They've both got they're both similar. The Middle Isle is like a spin the roulette wheel, roll the dice for what else you may or may not want to buy. So there can be anything from garden furniture and tools to children's jigsaws to foot spas to, I don't know, lanterns for the garden. I mean, exercise dumbbells. I mean, bloody hell, honestly, you name it. It's even like artists' easels and all sorts of shizzle. It's it's a it's a compelling place, and I have to I have to show restraint when I go. <laughs> anyway, I was in the middle aisle uh, the other week, and I um, bought some car mats for my for my uh, Honda, mm-hmm. only made by Michelin. I've what? got some Mich- Michelin car mats. Okay. Did, did we? Know, I never knew that Michelin made car no. mats. Did anybody else? Am I the last one to find this out? Not only that, I I don't think they're they're not pilot spolt or anything like that. But yeah, they're really good quality Michelin car mats, and it led me to think: Do any other tire manufacturers make mats? Well, do they? I don't maybe know. Maybe they all do because they they have expertise in rubber. Yeah. So they've sort of and got a cars. head start on, say, Cadbury or Nokia yeah. or <laughs> people who make paracetamol. I don't know. Yes, Nurofen. Nurofen. Yes. You see that Nurofen floor mats, you just go, hmm. No, I can't like your see business the model's too diffuse here. You should, you should knuckle down and just concentrate on making pain relief. But, I, yeah, that's – I don't know. Interesting. Brilliant, hey? So I bought, I bought them and I've got mm. them back and uh, really – Do they have a picture of Babendum on them? Yeah, but Ben, not on the mat, but on all of the cardboard packaging which okay. it came with. I'm pretty mm. sure there's no Bendem on it, but it, but it does say Michelin in it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, was, I don't know why. I've, I can't remember the last time I got so thrilled about car mats. <laughs> and then the main the main reason is because my Insight, the the original mats for over mats for a Honda Insight, first generation Honda Insight, are absolute. Like unicorn material, you can't find them. They're they're, oh. they're And I used to have a pair of mats for them, but I think since I sold it back to Honda, I think they stole them and used them on one of their other Bastards. Honda Insights. So I was I'm matless. Well, though, Hi guys, on, I'm these, matless. These these new mats, but do they fit? Are they they they're shaped enough that they sort of they shape they're shaped well. enough and the and, it, and the rubber is very supple. Mm. So it moulds around the edges and it doesn't, there's not like an annoying flap near your clutch pedal or anything like that. That's good. Which you sometimes get. Nobody wants a clutch pedal flap. Somebody told me years ago that, that of all the tyre manufacturers, Michelin generally made the roundest tyres. Which I know roundest. sounds stupid. Yeah, but I, you know, tyres aren't perfectly round. They're as round as they possibly can be because obviously that's better and more balanced. But of yes. the tyre manufacturers, apparently Michelin were the ones who consistently made the roundest tyres. This was told to me years and years ago. Maybe they've all caught up now. But, yeah, oh, it's by an engineer as well. So you, you presume they know their shit. But, yeah, he, he just very casually went, you know, Michelin make the roundest tyres. And I went, what are you on about? They're all round, but they're not. So um, It hadn't occurred to me. I yeah, so I think Michelin know their, they know their shizzle and they do the tires for the a380 don't they i think so that, you know they're pretty you know that's, that's a, that's a they, big responsibility they i've built one i probably told you that before oh did, when you were doing your that documentary thing. years yeah. years ago yeah i built one for an a380 and f- helped to fit it and then watched as they did several emergency landings and takeoffs in it it was really thrilling mm. um emergency being- takeoff <laughs> I don't know what an emergency takeoff is. Um, Shit, we've got to get out of here. Go, go, go. Got to shake a load of pigeons off the back of it. Quick, yeah. Just take off. <laughs> get a spider off the, um, uh, off the windscreen. Well, that's, I'm, 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 I think the mats. That's good. Yeah, I'm, so... I'd, I'd like to love, see them. I want to know if anyone else has, has been worryingly thrilled by car mats like me, but I'm still on the lookout for original Insight mats if anyone's got any. Um, just put that out there. Uh, not that I don't like the Michelin ones because they're great, but, you know... Stickler for detail and all that. Mm. <sighs> oh, yeah. recently I mentioned about people, um, car garage measurers. Remember yes. when we started talking about tennis ball hanging yeah, from yeah, the yeah. ceiling, folks? Well, my mum, who listens to the podcast, hi mum, 
Um, she said, uh, yeah, she said, uh, do you remember Jerry, our neighbor? He was, he wasn't a garage measurer cause he, he bought, um, a five series diesel to tow the mm. caravan and it wouldn't quite fit in the garage. And he was really annoyed cause it's the first car he's ever parked outside and left it. <laughs> and, and it was white. I remember when he got it new, it was, um, I think it was a five. It would have been E. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, E34, um, yeah, it would have been E34, and it was a, is it a 525 TDS? Yes. Would have been early days of turbo diesel, I think. Yeah. So I was quite impressed with it, because I don't well, think... Well, that, that was the sportier one, I think, so yeah. Yeah, so we had that, because he had a twin-axle caravan. <laughs> Jerry was a bit of a dude, actually. He used to wear a captain's hat when he used oh. to walk up to the... Yeah, he's a captain's hat wearer. I don't even think he'd ever captained a ship or a... Or any boat, but he certainly <laughs> captained a caravan. <laughs> he was very, very good at that. And Jerry was lovely. I used to look after his garden and his pond when him and his wife Pam went on holiday. Oh, Pam! And he, and he would always overpay. I mean, this is going back. You know, I'm, what what was I? Twelve, twelve years old, let's say eleven. He would always give you more money than you you expected. He was good like that. Never wanted change. Give you a nice crisp tenner when you like. It was never going to be more, worth more than a fiver, but thanks, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry was a dude. He also had some really cool cars. I was just thinking that prior to that, I think he had a, you know, Volvo 360 GLT, oh. of course, with the tow bar because it was all mm. about towing the caravan. And he also he had he had a big Vauxhall. I remember he had a. Well, it can't have been that big because it would have fitted in the garage. But he had a he had a he had a larger engine Vauxhall. Mm. Might have might have been an Astra. Anyway, it's just another tale from the um, the cul-de-sac of which I lived in. Um, but there are people that measure garages, I think. Um, somebody, uh, apologies for not being able to find this, but somebody, I think, on the Patreon pointed out that in the, I think, 90s, there was a Rover advert that was centred around somebody with a car that wouldn't fit in their garage. Rover decided oh. that if you bought one of their cars and you didn't like it, they would give you all your money back within a certain amount of time. And and it was for, you know, for whatever reason. And it showed this bloke driving back to his house in his brand-new Rover 800, and then he puts it in the garage and tries to put the garage door down, and the back of it doesn't fit in. <laughs> and somebody reminded I've forgotten about this ad, and somebody reminded me, I don't know if it's on YouTube, I didn't bother to look. But um, uh, Speaking of uh, stitchbacks to previous shows, last week you mentioned rally drivers – your, I don't know how you describe it, but oh yes, <laughs> moonlighting oh, businesses Declan. of rally drivers. Sorry, Declan, I've just found Declan Berridge was the was the person who um, he said I seem to recall a nineties advert for Rover's used car exchange. Oh, I thought it was new car, but yeah, fair enough. It may have been used car exchange that involves someone discovering that their new purchase wouldn't fit in their garage. Yeah, that's that annoying. That's and uh, Ed Storer joins in and says, yes, I have this picture on the back of a brochure for the Rover 600 circa 1998. Okay. There we go. But, yeah, you, your thing about rally drivers doing side jobs based around, <laughs> based around their Moonlighting names. rally drivers. Yes, Moonlighting exactly. Moonlighting rally drivers. Got quite a response. I'll read out some of the Patreon ones. Andrew Armstrong suggests Didier's aerials. <laughs> <laughs> Didier's aerials, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. (laughs) Francois Decorator as well. (laughs) 
other of his suggestions. <laughs> that's really good. That's way better Walter, than mine. Walter Roll, that's a bakery business. Oh, Walter's um, Rolls, of course. Does he I do baguettes my... as well? Yeah. <laughs> I think my favourite was <laughs> Ari Vatman. <laughs> a rallying legend who also helps you out with your quarterly <laughs> tax issues. Harry Vatman. Claim, claim it back. Are you sure, Harry? Oh, yeah, I'm Harry Vatman. I know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, it's, 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 the advert would be, did you open your... Did you open your tax letter and say, oh, dear God, you need to speak to Harry the Vatman. Yeah. Speak to him now. <laughs> yes, come and talk to me and I was sure, oh, you're very out, it's no problem. Oh, well, now also, so it's another stitch back. Um, it, we, we were speculating that uh, an RS6 estate, as we saw outside our hotel last week, would be quite expensive in the Netherlands, where the, that car was from. Um, Alex Klassen hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, says, being Dutch, I can confirm that buying an RS6 is quite an expensive thing to do. On the road, base price is just over €205,000. That's about £180,000, of which €62,500, or about £55,000, is registration tax. That much? An RS6 is £112,650. So, yes, he says, you'll need quite some wealth to acquire one new. Oh, my gosh. Wow, Okay. Oh, talking so of the, I, I had someone called Andrew Stacy on Instagram say, "What about Tony Pond's pond installs?" And then, and then we, and then I got back to him and went, "Of course, Tony Pond's liners. Most pond yeah. owners always <laughs> suffer from a punctured liner. That's yeah. where Tony Pond can help. He'll yeah. storm in at high speed. He'll just look at it and go, yep, yeah, it's punctured about 30, 30 centimeters below the surface. I'll sort that out in the next forty-eight hours.' He storms but. away." No, no, because he's using a Metro Six R Four as a van, so he has of to course. he has to squeeze all the new liners in above the engine, oh, and they're, they're all they're always melting. So in fact, <laughs> he's crap. <laughs> his business is is going down the. the go, do you know? Do you know about ponds? Do I know about ponds? I'm Tony Pond. Yeah, it's all about Tony's ponds. Uh, George I'm- Wade says, "I'm surprised you didn't mention Michelle Mutton <laughs> and her <laughs> cheap cuts of lamb business." <laughs> Uh, so Alice the also one for Didi Hayes Aerials. That's um, uh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> John Hammond says vehicle sign writing by Carlos Signs. Of course, of, of course. course, Carlos's signs. Um, um, I was trying to think of. Um, there, there was another. Is it Ogier? Ogier. Um, yeah. Sebastian Ogier. Is it? Yes. Yeah. What? It's it's red Ogier, isn't it? Ogier. Ogier. Yeah. Or Ogier. Ogier, Ogier, yes. Yeah, what what would he purvey? I was really sure stuck that. on him. Yeah. OJ? Oh, what, orange juice? It's, yeah. it's a juice bar, it's a juice bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tim Foster has, has come up with a spin on Ari Vatman. Uh, he, he suggests that it's, in fact, it's, it's an Indian restaurant with an accountancy department upstairs. It's Ari's Vat and Naan. Um, <laughs> What a great combo. You go, we all know tax is boring, but who wants a curry? Yeah. yeah. On, you sit down there, tuck into your lambuna, and I'll just go and see if we can claim some of that back for that desk you had to buy. Um, That's uh, Brendan McAleer. Hello, Brendan, friend of the show. He says, much missed, <laughs> much missed rally driving barber and hairstylist Richard Sideburns. Oh, that's a good one. Matthew Wilson, of course, son of Malcolm Wilson, uh, yeah. very good at writing out um, official documents if you pass away. That's, ah. what they're all, that's what they're all about, Will's sons. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, John Hammond said there's a Welsh electric van rental agency, Gwyndaf E Vans. <laughs> <laughs> what have you started? Just, oh, I've started something shit and I Absolute love it. Absolute dingle. <laughs> um, it is. That's the thing. It's they're, they're magnificently shit uh, in the best possible way. Uh, I was trying to find a few more because, there, but there've been so many of these bastard things. Honestly, it's it's ridiculous. Um, Ali, Travis's pastrami, and Jensen's buttons. Oh, of course. No, now, so Jensen specialises, and he's pissed off about the whole touchscreen phenomenon in cars because he can't repair those. 
So he's trying to bring, you notice he's a real, he's very prejudiced against touchscreens in cars because he's always trying to PR himself as like, let's all get, let's all get physical buttons in cars and cockpits again. And that way I can always do the repair that I need. So he's the guy to talk to if I don't know, your, your heated rear window button gets stuck in yeah, on your, on your Mercedes. It, it mm. can happen. Um, Jensen's your, your man for that. He's excellent. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, uh, a listener called Felix, Felix Carstensen, has solved your Sebastian Ogier one. He's, he suggested Sebastian Ogre, a <laughs> children's entertainer in person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, Felix, Felix also <laughs> suggested, which I liked. He's uh, a, a cosplay. fishmonger. Uh, well, maybe it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, Felix also suggested local fishmonger, Timo, <laughs> Timo Salmon Man. <laughs> <laughs> This is so stupid. Oh, these are so stupid. Oh, my gosh. Sake. Um, I just, oh, my God. Something. Ian, Ian Court has sent loads of them. He's gone with Tony's Ponds as well. Has um, he? Yeah. Oh. Uh, but also... Uh, Tommy Mackinnon the... sells coats, of course. You know that, don't you? Yeah. It's Tommy's Mac. Tommy's Mac. Mac, and, uh, Mac Max. And, um, and then... Uh, Ian suggests... <laughs> Tony Gardermeister, he's a Tony Garden Master, the, the landscape. Oh, he's gardener. landscaping. Uh, of course, uh, of course. He's, he's like aerials. He's also gone for there. Um, and I'll, I'll do one more. Should I? I don't know. These are absolutely terrible. Uh, oh, that's but, why I like them. I know. I think that's why you like them. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Comfortably suggested this one as well, but I'll go with Alex Shorrock, who suggested Collins McCrayfish. Oh, of um, course. From the Scottish Shellfish Emporium. Yeah, Um, does very well out of it. While we're going through emails, I have to mention this. This is from someone we know, but his email is entitled, Do Not Mention My Name in capital letters. (laughs) And you'll understand why. Okay. Um, He sent a screen grab from a... Uh, an adult website of <laughs> right. three young ladies really quite enjoying themselves together. And <laughs> the reason he sent it through is because this particular grown up video is entitled Sweet, Sweet Threesome. <laughs> so, it's sweet, good to know that the, the sweet Smith threesome. Smith Argot has reached the pornography industry. Well, albeit I'm sure accidentally. I don't. It's, it's a, a large industry, <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> if if our friend who we shall not name sends through next week a screen grab of one called "Look, listen, guys, guys, it's a threesome," then uh, well, we'll know that somebody who works at Grot Hub or whatever is definitely. Well, actually, listener. that could be a worthy. Um, that could be a worthy sort of um, gr- gr- grotty, grotty video, couldn't it? Look, guys. And then you can imagine the cover. It's obviously laden with guys. Um, or maybe all pointing in the same direction. Or, I don't know, playing golf naked or something. Cat, what are you doing? Cat's <laughs> just running around playing with an invisible ball. Oh. What are you doing? Is it, like, is it, is it a rave cat? So doing like yeah, big box, I'm, little box. I'll, I'm going to let Brian out. Well, just one second. Let let Brian and I out. I'm not sure. Do people know? I, I don't know whether listeners are aware that Johnny has a cat called Brian. But anyway, he does. Um, Brian, Brian, something. Brian's something of a motor industry cat because it used to belong to a friend of ours who is now a very very important person, uh, a well-known car company. But oh, in um, America, yeah, he's yeah, but, gone to uh, America. America. Um, so anyway, I'm still chuckling about, about the I, silly rally drivers. Bloody yeah, we'll draw a line to that now. I think probably we've got enough of those. <laughs> don't, no. don't feel compelled to write in. It's fine. We, we'll we'll think of another game. No, for you. still write in. Oh, okay. Um, I want to. I just. I was looking at what else I'd written down to talk about this week. And I, have you ever done that thing where you want somebody to know you're looking approvingly at their car? Yes. Like, you don't want to have a chat with them because you haven't got time or you just can't be bothered. But yes. you want to make it very plain that you're going, hmm, at their car. And I had I did this. it last week. Oh, did you? On the way to work. Yeah, weirdly, yeah. Oh, so from your car to another car? Yeah, I was... The traffic was getting a little bit heavy, and I so I was in the left lane, and I ultimately went past him because he was slowing down because the faster lane was getting backed up. And it was a really good condition... 
um, Ford Escort Cosworth. Oh. Folds, Cosa. Oh, and I thought, yeah. God, middle of, middle of winter. Don't see yeah. them out on the road much anyway. And it looked really mm. good. I thought, has he just bought it? And he's just driving it home and he's going to quickly like soap it down. I don't know. Mm. But it, but it's, it, it was, I, I did that, I did that glancing thing. Mm. And then I caught someone doing mm. it to me it's, in, in the insight good. this week. Uh, not the insight, the element. Oh. Someone was doing it to my element and it was a lady. We're, who'd pulled her sunglasses down like they do in 80s films. To I had that. Did you? Recently. In, when I was driving that F-150 Lightning in America, I pulled up at some lights and there was a guy in a Ram truck next to me, to my right. And he was just slightly ahead of me at the lights. He'd slightly jumped the line. And his window went down. So his driver's window is next, is next to my car. Yeah, and and it was this kind of cowboy-looking bloke, and he he looked he looked he gave the the car a good checking over with his eyes, but only after lowering his sunglasses like someone in a movie. And I was just like, "What's going on here?" I feel like I'm in a terrible advert for jeans. That's right. It does feel like that a pre-internet TV advert. Yeah, just um, really cool. I well, I had it uh, a couple of days ago whenever it was, that I picked the kids up from, from their after-school clubs and it was dark and I was walking up the sort of the, the road that goes up to the school and I saw, it's very dark, and there was in the darkness I saw four headlights, not switched on, but I could just make out the shape of four headlights. And I thought initially it was like, oh, it's a Jag X-Type. But rather than it being an X-Type far away, it was an XJ a bit nearer, and it was an X350, so the alley-bodied but sort of trad-looking one, which I've always got a soft spot for. Yeah, me too. And it wasn't an R, but it looked really tidy, and there was a guy who just got in the driver's seat, and then his wife partner was, was getting their kid in the back, and he started the engine, and I realised it wasn't a diesel, as a lot of those were, it was a V8. Oh, so immediately I was like, "This is good," and it looked really good, even in the darkness. I was like, "That just looks well kept." So I sort of I wanted to make a point of having a good look at it, and even yeah. as I walked past it, I looked back at it. I thought, "I want this guy to go away, going, hmm, someone just checked out my car, and that makes me feel good." So um, yeah, I was just I, I I thought it's a nice it's a we nice can do, feeling. Let's let's do more of this. It's hashtag be car kind, isn't it? It's almost <laughs> even if it's. Even if it's not a car you want to own, you've, there's something about it. You've either admired the condition, the preservation mm. of it, or you you can just tell that that person loves it. And it, or it's yeah. just a bit different. It's just a seldom yeah. seen car. Uh, yeah. For example, I saw an immaculate Fiat Idea yesterday. Oh, when was the last time you saw a Fiat Idea? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I expect about <laughs> I expect about sixty people bought them in Britain. I'm not sure it was yeah. Fiat's best selling car, but. Yeah, sure enough. I saw one. Wow. Um, and it was really, really good condition. I did a bit of a, oh, hello, Fiat idea. Fancy I just wonder, if you've got a Fiat idea, I don't know that you're sort of, I don't think you'd notice, if someone's checking it out, I think you'd think, why are they looking at my car? Is there something wrong with my car? Have I got they're a going puncture? steal my car? Yeah, because you wouldn't go, they're checking out my modern classic Fiat. Fiat Coupe or Barquetta, yes. Yes. Idea. Why has someone got a Fiat idea unless... They're such they, a Fiat enthusiast that they just like that's their everyday car. They went to go and buy a Panda, <clears throat> and the salesperson just went, "Look, I can do you a much better deal than a Panda on one of these." They point <laughs> yeah. at the idea, and the person went, "Well, but I don't want it's that. Kind of the same ish. Uh, does it work? Yes. Can you warranty yes. it? Yes. Right. Yeah. Bollocks. Let's just do the paperwork because I'm I'm going out yeah, tonight. I'm in a bit of a rush. To, to, yeah. I don't know. Is it fine? Does it? Yeah. Has it got brakes? Has it got <clears> airbags? <throat> do rotating knives fly out of the dashboard when you touch the accelerator? <laughs> no. Good. Fine. I'll take it. Exactly. It's completely that. Well. Okay. The, I know. I mean, it was not a terrible looking car, but sort of no idea it's just a it's just a type of car that's gone away again hasn't it the small mpv yeah and it's a little bit sad the mariva and oh the, gosh that was quite the bad the folds bumax and the um mercedes b-class i guess you'd say was part yes of that, yeah which i can't decide whether i like the b-class or not the proportions are odd and i in certain specs and colors they look all right they go, oh, okay. But like an R-Class, it took me a long time to love an R-Class. Yeah, I always thought the R-Class was a bit 
stupid, but um, yeah. But at the same time, weird. I just I realise the B class still exists, doesn't it? It does still exist, but not quite as tall and boxy. It's kind of yeah. Well, but it is a bit. But it, it, mm, I don't know what it's trying to be now. Across, Joe, you, you've you've just reminded me with the B class or B class. Uh, no, the Bumax, Bumax, Bumax. The Bumax was was is definitely got <laughs> spidey <laughs> doors on it. Bottom axe. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> it's. The I, I passed one only last week and unfortunately wasn't able to legally take a photo of it and I nearly I nearly messaged you, um voice messaged you to say, I've just passed this, you're not gonna believe it. I was coming up to overtake it and it, and the first thing I noticed was, Oh god, it's fully steamed up. Mm. Um one of these people that can't work the controls in a car, especially in winter, <laughs> so they're just driving around in a fully steamed up car. What what sort of a stroker are you? But but not only that, as I was passing it, I, I burst out in, into laughter because the back door, right in the middle of the door, I mean in the middle of the door, was a hmm. huge chrome sport badge. Oh. But it, was, but it was in the middle of the door. Like, does anybody put a badge in the middle? Okay, our bath. They, they, they like to stick a scorpion in the middle of a quarter panel. But this yeah, was they're, like... Yeah, they're random badgists, definitely. But they, they are, but like, it was right in the middle. So I'm thinking, he's gouged it, hasn't he? He's caught it on, oh. a, on, a, on a post and gone, shit, what do I do? And he's gone and got one of those really pronounced chrome... Stick on. It was a big. It was a big chunky badge. A stick on yeah. spout badge, and I just thought because it's it's a B Max, which isn't sporty. No. And it's in the middle of a door, so everybody sees it because it just draws your eye in. I it just really tickled me. But unfortunately, no, I wonder I whether he, he evened it up with the other side. Yeah, I couldn't tell. But all I could tell was he doesn't know how to use the demisters in his car because he was just driving around like like it was a steam room in there <laughs> or or he'd left a window open all night we've all been there we've all done it and then got in it and put the put the heating on to 30 and it's yeah. just instantly turned into you know like um some sort of like um, that's a steam room yeah, you know, like a, a Victorian winter garden or something like that. He's just sweating. Mm. The, the whole thing's just sweating. There's, there's a bumbacks McGann that I keep walking past near here. It's, I don't, it's, I hadn't seen it before. It's suddenly turned up. Now, it's not only it's a bumback McGann, you don't see them so much anymore. It's the three door as well, but it's not a Renault Spolt one. It's just a, you know, normal. McGann, I love but the McGann bum bum back. It looks it looks all right actually. It's I like sort it. of jade green color. It's not bad, but the passenger door window is a little bit open, and has been like that now for a week. That car's been there. Oh gosh, and it's bothering me because I'm like it's been very cold. Yeah, there's been a bit of rain. It's definitely been frosty. There's been a bit of rain, so moisture's got inside, and then it will have frozen because it's been chuffing chilly the last week or so. I, 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 main, I maintain to our listeners it's still my favourite McGann, and, 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 and an R26, or preferably an R26R, with the oh, yeah. shake, shaking that ass model is still, mm. for me, it's still peak hot hatch, I think. Yeah, they're great. Um, and I would like to own one, and I've, I've heard lots of mixed reports about how much of a liability they are to live with, but it's, I still want to do it. I still When you offered one it. for like 90 quid or something at one point. It wasn't 90 quid, sadly. It wasn't cheap I'm enough for me to, to just go, ah, oh, bollocks. But I was offered one. It wasn't an R, it was a non-R. Oh, okay. I just I seem s- to remember you were offered one for what I thought was, <clears throat> at the time, sort of quite a nice price, but obviously not nice enough to justify a car you don't need. No, but I would. One day I will. If anybody mm. owns one off of this listening to the off of the podcast all that, please let me know. <laughs> 90 if quid is waiting for you now. I was going to say, I'm willing to pay in excess of £130 for the right oh car. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> we buy any car. Of course you do, because you offer everyone a small pounds. price. It's, it's, it's not science, is it? Look, I'll buy your 320D BMW for £210. What will you give me for this Hispano Suiza? £130. Yes. Great. We, I said we'll oh, buy it. Oh, then we're going to knock 20 quid off because it's got a scratch on the front wing. <laughs> There's we're a bald. over a street urchin in 1924. That's right. I've got this Gordon Keeble. All the tyres are bald. Yeah, unfortunately, that means we'll give you 300 yes. quid for it. It would have been worth 500 with good tyres, but... Yeah, sorry about that. 
Sad, sad but yeah, true. I know we did that online, but we had to knock some money off because it's been used. Right. Yeah. Anyway, look, uh, we should bring this Listen. to a halt. Guys, I think we talked about cars quite a lot this week. I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. We've had some complaints about that in recent time. Mm, um, all right, well, next week. Um, well, actually, next week, we, well, we should probably do some proper uh, uh, run-through listeners' messages because we keep saying we're going to do that, and then we don't. Um, I think we should have Carlos Ghosn as a guest next week. Should we try and do that? Speaking from inside a, a, a cello case or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> in Israel. Is he in Israel? He's uh, in a Lebanon. very... Lebanon, that's it. Yeah, okay. So live from Lebanon inside a cello case, we have <laughs> Carlos and his gnomes. Uh, right. Beatnik, well, that's all to come, or not, as the case may be. But in the meantime, uh, I've got three things to tell you. They are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Integrate Strakes Show, in which Johnny attempts to smoothly add 1980s styling features to modern cars for no reason whatsoever uh, this week. <laughs> Using eight balsa planks and a bucket of ice upon the astonic like a Ferrari three four eight. If that's not to your taste, there's always the late break show, which has got many excellent videos about cars and people who love cars. Uh, what's up there at the moment? I can't remember. I watched your well, Jeep Avenger uh, walk around. Very interesting. I've got quite a want on for that car as a sort of because I'm already thinking down the yes. road. What do we replace our E up with? Because I think by the time the lease comes up, there won't be any small electric cars to speak of. Because I'll stop making that. I'm very so interested. Small-ish electric cars would be my want, and uh, that looked quite good. I yeah, think. it's it's a good vehicle. Um, and by the time you listen to this cast, there will be a very interesting, well, hopefully uh, interesting to you, uh, video all about um, Subaru 22B Impreza recreations. Oh, yes. And it's just a, a poor excuse for me to drive a classic Impreza again, which <laughs> I would like to report that they're still exciting and fun. Uh, second thing I've got to tell you is, well, I was going to promote our live show at Lotus on the 9th of February, but um, it's don't, sold don't out. Do yeah, don't do that. In a matter of hours. So thank you to everybody who's bought a ticket and is coming along. We'll see you on the 9th but um i'm sorry about that it just the tickets went like crazy Uh, we offered them to our patrons um on uh, friday evening and three quarters of them them. sold i think yeah so by the time we went on general style on the monday morning there weren't that many left and they just went like snap and so um we are going to do some more live shows very soon in other parts of the country and uh, including we are in talks at the moment to do a slightly bigger event which hopefully we can pull off later in the year so um if you are not coming to lotus or you wanted to and couldn't then hopefully we will do something that you can come to but thanks for everyone who bought tickets so quickly we appreciate yeah. it uh it makes us feel loved and the third thing i've got to tell you is that even brand new airplanes still have ashtrays in the loos even though smoking has been banned on flights since they, the 90s. Yes. Why? Well, the logic is, if somebody is foolish enough to still try and smoke a cigarette in the loose, which is likely where they do it, because they think they can get away with it, even though everyone knows they have smoke detectors in there, Yeah. and then gets busted by the cabin crew or panics and tries to put the cigarette out, they would rather give them somewhere to safely put the cigarette out than chuck it into the waste bin, which is full of paper and will cause a fire, which is very bad on a plane. So the ash- ashtray is there so that if you're a bit of a dipshit and you decide to have a cigarette in the loo and then decide better of it, hopefully you will sensibly put the cigarette out in the ashtray and at least it won't cause a fire on a plane. Oh now, I don't gosh. know why you wouldn't just flush it down the loo or indeed why you would use the ashtray because... If they said, have you been smoking here? You go, no. We'll just check the ashtray. There's a cigarette butt in there. I, I feel like it's the last place somebody doing something they shouldn't would stub out a cigarette. But there we go. That is why brand new planes still have ashtrays and lose. I'm baffled by that. I mm, mean... It is baffling, isn't it? Surely you just, sh- you just smother it in a load of ultra-dry toilet paper, which has just been had a load of perfume <laughs> pumped all over it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then just sort of w- and wave your hands over it while it's in the pan and you haven't bothered to yeah. flush it yet. I think something yeah. like that would be ideal. Wasn't the trick used to be that if you knelt down right by the loo and then constantly flushed it, it was supposed to suck the smoke down there so that you wouldn't set off the smoke alarms? Oh, really? So you blow... Has anybody smoked in a toilet of an aeroplane when you're not supposed I to? I mean... I mean, come on. You've got to be very desperate for a cigarette. 
It's a bit like weeing, weeing whilst you're driving. It's just a false economy. It just doesn't work. <laughs> you shouldn't do it. And that's a conversation for next week, um, I'm sure. Or uh, is it? I don't know. Anyway, look, um, we, we, sh- we have to stop now. But uh, thank you ever so much for listening. And uh, next week, hopefully, we will answer some of your messages. Until then, goodbye. Bye now. Listen, yeah, mate, yeah gone and got a kit on the prelude yeah like you know what i mean like body kit i don't know what kit it is some shit but it looks really cold yeah ever so cold Cold. doesn't matter though it's still rapid yeah unbeaten everywhere we go like nobody touches it like it will not be beaten like an accord yeah but for players (laughs) understand the gravity of this man understand it everywhere we go like any name a city in the west midlands yeah it will always get beaten nobody touches it i dare you touch it no no you won't touch it it's a two plus two yeah but there's still a little bit of room in the back for me with like my jacket on like my heli hansen and that but doesn't matter i'm in the back yeah i'm smoking weed i'm I'm enjoying a bit of Moroccan black, maybe playing a bit of Snake on a Nokia or some shit. It's it's good. It's all good, yeah. <laughs> bit of Mickey Finn on, bit of Aphrodite, maybe like um, DJ Ratty, Pilgrim, that shit. Chill in the back. Then some prick in a Ferrari come and try it, yeah. We bury him, yeah, we bury him. The VTech delivers. You get me? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 